0: Good morning and welcome to Tobin Talks. I am your host, Tina Hovey, and today we're going to be talking about being an independent publisher here in Manitoba. So uh, we've got Mandipa Shumba and Brayden Hafichuk. Did I say that right, Brandon? You, did, you
1: sure did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. Awesome, man. So just, just kind of start us off here, Brayden, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've done?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, as Tina said, my name is Brayden Hafichuk. Uh, I am a writer, and I recently graduated from the University of Manitoba with a bachelor's, Bachelor of Arts, majored in English Lit, and Mm -hmm. uh, right now I'm working as a marketing strategist, but in my spare time, I am building up a publishing company called Ominous Waters Publications. We just launched our first uh, comic book. It's called Shimmering Basin, and Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to talk about it with you guys.
0: Nice, nice. Um, Madipa, tell us a bit about you. What's your up to?
2: Uh, my name is Mandy Shumba, and I have a publishing house called Mandi Inspiration Publishing House. I'm also a student at the University of Manitoba, mm-hmm. studying global political economy. So we got registered as a company uh, mm-hmm. in January, and we have been kicking things off since then. But we recently got launched on the 1st of November with the publication of three
0: books. Oh, nice, three books, three books. So uh Braden, you launched a comic book, Mandipa, you have three books in that's that's pretty cool stuff.
2: Thank you. yeah, three so books. It,
0: oh, God <laughs> Wild, hey um and and that's crazy. So you're doing all of those whilst doing others. So Braden, you work full time, Mandipa, you're a full- time student and you're and you're doing all of this at the same time. How you guys manage the, how do you guys manage your time?
1: So, yeah, no, like how it's going right now is luckily i'm I'm in a very good position right now where as a marketing strategist, I basically spend all of my day writing and doing graphic design, and it's kind of the dream. <laughs> and work like do, writing all day—that kind of gets you in the mindset of like how how to how to draft a sentence, how to lay out an entire story,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: how I'm laying out my time is for Shimmering Basin. It, t- it took us little over a year—one year and two days—to actually finish it. I started it at the November first of twenty nineteen. That took us about a month of writing the script, uh, two months of editing, and then about nine or ten months of actually doing the artwork. So mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah, well, yeah. when you're playing the cool. long game like that, it definitely frees up more time. You're, you're not stressing about like um, having it all done right away. Mm-hmm. But at the end, every day I was kind of aiming to do one panel of artwork every night. So and, and that, that was a good pace for
0: me. Cool. That makes sense. Madiba, how do you manage it?
2: Um, well, it's different from, from Braden because um, I have people around who can help out a lot. So my job is basically just to be there, to be present, mm-hmm. and I don't have to do much. So I've got editors, I've got designers, and um, yeah, everything kicks off from there. So it's, my job is just to be like, guys, could you please help with this? And then someone would definitely help. So I'm more into school. Mm -hmm. these days than i am into the publishing house because obviously like the we've got a manager we've Mm -hmm. got um um a a strategist a business strategist to help us so it's it's not really my job to do anything you know in a way
0: (laughs) it's not my job to do anything (laughs) i just yeah i just run it
2: it's relaxed (laughs)
0: It's chill. That's, that's, that's cool. So this is really interesting to have two different kinds of literature on the show. So uh, Brayden, you, you write comic books, right? And yep. I've read a couple of your books. I think most of them are poetry books. Am I, am I correct? Yes, you're correct. Most of
2: them are poetry.
0: Okay, cool. So tell, let's talk a bit about that. What's it like writing comic books? Tell us a bit about your comic book, Braden. Uh, Braden. What's, what's that like?
1: For sure. Uh, so the comic book that I'm writing, it's called Shimmering Basin. And what it mm-hmm. is, is it's a fantasy story, but not your typical fantasy story. Like, I'm I'm a big fantasy guy. I'm a big comic book guy. I love reading them. But mm-hmm. when I was going to Indigo to just pick up, like, a new five or six load of books, as as anybody does when <laughs> they go to the bookstore, yeah, um, I was just kind of a little put off by just how every book in the aisle was part of, like, part of some 10 book saga or 1000 word doorstop and it's like it's it's cool that people are like creating worlds that big
0: mm-hmm. but
1: you know sometimes you're just in the mood for a one-off story or like mm. a, a lower stakes
0: yeah you so want to read it and yeah. finish it
1: <laughs> yeah so with shimmering basin i set out uh like it's it's in a fantasy world but it it explicitly it doesn't follow any like Strapping heroes or wizards or kingdoms (laughs) trying to fight off evil forces. It's just about a group of kids growing up in a small town in kind of like your traditional fantasy world, Mm -hmm. and what it's like to be kind of on the fringes of that society and just finding adventure in everyday life.
0: That's cool, man. I I think I think I think think that's pretty cool, Mandiva. So, poetry books are pretty similar in a sense that you know they're not they're not these these long stories. Like each page is almost a new story and you know, writing, you know, that little bit that's just going to, you know, inspire someone. What's your mm-hmm. take on, on longer pieces versus these shorter, straight-to-the-point um uh, pieces Brayden's been talking about?
2: Um, I definitely like the idea of reading one piece and finishing it at the same, um, the same not the same day, but then it's one book, you don't have to read a series or anything. Just the same thing with like watching a movie and all that. If you're mm-hmm. watching a series, it takes longer. Most people end up not doing anything else but watching that series so that they can finish it. So mm-hmm. I, I feel this, I, I strongly feel the same way about mm-hmm. writing one piece and finishing it. Even in poetry, we've got, um. they're called ballads. They're longer mm-hmm. ballads. Those mm-hmm. ones are, are quite long. You can have like a whole book of ballads. No mm-hmm. one reads that these days, I think. <laughs> everything is is changing, it's constantly changing, even on instagram. someone's caption can be just one line compared to the longer lines. You see that more people read that compared to the longer ones
0: mm. so and what, I, I str- yeah. go ahead Sorry. no go ahead so i
2: strongly I strongly agree with Braden that it's it things are changing you have to read one one line or one book and finish it at the same time, yeah
0: mm. So being part of this kind of new generation of writers as you are in your respective genres and this identification that people don't want, or rather, there's a there's a set of people who don't want to read like 500 page books on things, right? And, and, mm-hmm. get, and get like massive commitment in. So transitioning into that world of writing stories and as publishers, self-publishers, right, trying to capture that market, what's your take on how the world of literature is going, or at least when, as you're joining it, like kind of, kind of earlier on, if my question makes sense to you guys. Yeah. Uh,
1: so right now, de- definitely just with with how 2020 has been going, escape, <laughs> that's how escape is
0: that's a yeah. So with how 2020 has been going.
1: <laughs> yeah, with how 2020 has been going, everybody's looking for an escape. Um, hmm. pe- people are, are searching for it wherever. Like you see media consumption on Netflix and streaming services. Those are through the roof. People are just looking for an outlet. Whether it's just a, a, a time outlet because they can't do what they were doing before or they just want to be uplifted. Hmm. People want positive stories. That mm-hmm. they can relate to, and just you know, like they're 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 not saccharine. Like they they have darker points to it, but there's always mm-hmm. a positive ending, and that's kind mm-hmm. of like what I set set out with here with Shimmering Basin and kind of going forward. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's kind of great because like you can already see because Canada has a pretty thriving independent comic scene, and and if anything, COVID has just been overdrive for their creativity. So it's really cool just to kind of see this small cottage industry in Canada slowly growing and, and creators all across Canada connecting.
0: Mm, for sure. Mandipa, what's your take on this?
2: So even now, I feel children's books, comic books, and all that, any picture book is selling more than mm-hmm. a, written, um, a fully re- written book. And as people are in quarantine, as, um, as, as Braden was saying, of mm-hmm. course, people are getting more creative and all that. But we'll, we'll definitely see when things get back to normal if they do Mm -hmm. we'll definitely see um a change i think we'll see a pattern in how things are in how these books are going to sell because Mm -hmm. there's not every book that is going to sell that is written in quarantine so that's Mm -hmm. when we'll be able to differentiate the good writers and the ones that are learning to be good writers
0: that's a nice phrase (laughs) learning to be good (laughs) writers cool and i don't know so you you do you think that, what do you think about that direction of, of shorter stories? Do you, think, do you think it's a positive shift away from the longer, higher intense stories that, that we've had before?
1: I think specifically with the comic book industry, it is a huge plus
2: mm-hmm.
0: because
1: as great as the stories are that they're coming out of DC and Marvel and mm-hmm. Image, uh, a common problem that a lot of people have when they want to get into comics is they have nowhere to start. All of these mm. characters and books are anchored down by decades mm-hmm. of continuity. And mm-hmm. if you want to understand this story and this character's motivation, you have to read this story from the 70s <laughs> and then you have know, to hop over to the 80s. So uh-huh. the, DC is kind of going in that direction where they're going, kind of going like all stories matter, like we're, we're kind of loosening the continuity a bit, And that ties in perfectly with people just wanting like quicker bits of entertainment because like th- th- those quicker bits of entertainment can be just as impactful but mm-hmm. it's it's so much nicer that it, it's it's not as uh foreboding to jump in and mm-hmm. i think that's a really great change for readers and in the
0: industry in general yeah what's the reception for for self publishers um in the in the market how's the market re- receiving you guys who publish your own material and getting it out there what's that like
1: uh for for me it's been incredibly positive uh mm-hmm. for the for shimmering basin what we did was we launched a kickstarter mm-hmm. and we 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 had, a, we had a pretty modest goal of uh 1500 and i said i said it for a month long campaign mm-hmm. and i was i was thinking like okay i think we'll probably reach it but it might be like down to the last few hours of mm-hmm. the month mm-hmm. but i i was shocked cuz with, within like a week we had passed halfway through our goal And we, by the end of the campaign, we had surpassed our, our overall funding goal Mm, and the market has just been incredible. Like readers have been incredibly supportive and they, they want to latch onto the story and I'm, I'm, I can't wait to deliver it to them and I can't wait to deliver more to them. They've just been so supportive and I want to be, I want to deliver
0: stories worth that support right back. For sure, Mandiba, mm. so you've been in the game a little bit a little bit longer. you three you have three books in. Tell me about the reception of being an independent publisher in Manitoba.
2: um well it it's a been positive, but then I feel Manitoba is not the right place for that right now It's, it's not the right place to receive independent authors at the moment. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's growing. Winnipeg mm-hmm. is growing, but mm-hmm. um, we could do more as as a city or as a, a province as Manitoba. Mm-hmm. Like cities like um Toronto and Vancouver, they they sell more and others that I, I received better. There I've noticed with um I, I have a friend from Nigeria, he's also an independent author. Mm-hmm. I noticed his books sold more when he moved, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh okay, he moved to Vancouver. I was like, oh okay, this is quite good mm-hmm. compared to when he was here in Winnipeg. And considering that he has got friends and family even here, it mm-hmm. it, it's, it was quite um shocking to have such a big boost of Sales. I'm not complaining. Um, my books are also selling quite well. But then I think I would have a, a, I would have bigger sales if I moved to not if I moved, but if I, if my market was taken to a larger city.
0: But in the internet age, though, doesn't that, isn't that just a click of a button away, guys? Like having access to a broader market, right? And and servicing that market.
1: Totally. Because uh, a lot of indie, independent publishers, many of them are foregoing. Printing their books entirely and just having them completely online. There's been a lot mm-hmm. of really great platforms, um, uh, comic or Comicsology, and a new one called Global Comics, where you can post them on there and have for very little cost, mm-hmm. and you can have access to far more readers than you would for printing. I'm I'm an mm-hmm. old school guy. I enjoy having the floppy comic in my hand, so I think that's kind of what keeps me there. <laughs> but going forward, uh, online sales is going to be a huge part of our operation.
0: That me, that Yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I think, so. I think so too. With the internet age, everything has moved online. But then there are some people who are quite old school. I'm also quite old school as well. And I'd love to have um, a paperback copy of anything that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely. And the other thing I wanted to say is that you have to communicate with the bookstores that are going to sell your book, sometimes in person. And it's difficult mm-hmm. to do that if you're in one place. So mm-hmm. if you're in Winnipeg, you have to fly out sometimes to go to a bookstore and ask them to get your book as um, on consignment contract. Mm-hmm. And that's really big. So if you sometimes you're restricted by distance and all that, mm-hmm. so you can't really be selling your books to physically to other places. And yeah, that's a minus. But then the Internet is, is doing quite well with Amazon taking over like a lot of things, including books. Amazon can print, it can sell even a paperback version. So yeah, that's quite a competition.
0: Mm-hmm. And and what and what do you guys feel about the, the Instagram and social media uh, space. So I've been seeing a lot of, you know, short comics on Instagram that get published, right? Or like short little uh, poetry posts there. Do you feel that the publishing space and the writing space is actually shifting away from traditional writing of books and like social media authors?
2: Hmm,
1: that's a really good question. I definitely see a lot of people making their living off of web comics entirely, instead of publishing their books as more long form you know, your traditional 25, 28 page comic. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are doing it uh, kind of weekly installments mm-hmm. on, I think it's called like Webtoons. There's a lot of other great sites. Mm-hmm. But if Instagram, like when, as soon as you said that, Instagram's just been amazing for our comic because
2: mm-hmm.
1: unlike other social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter, which are just kind of like, it, it's everything for everybody, mm-hmm. in, Instagram, you find your niche in Instagram and you you just kind of attract the people to it. Uh, my Facebook feed is full of like art arguments and news and everything, and my, but my Instagram feed is just other artists sharing their work and just inspiration. So it, Instagram has been a big boost, both uh, sales-wise and promotional-wise, but also just morale-wise as well.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why yeah, some... I think... yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Mandisa. Yeah, I
2: also think that's a good point, that Instagram has is, is been playing a big role however i'd like to look at the other side of the coin like and and mention that i think it's bad for traditional um w- ways of writing because we're inventing so much new literature in a way mm-hmm. like the short poetry i don't even know if there's a genre of that like just the <laughs> one-line poetry and yeah. people just write, yeah of course with comic books that's that's um a positive but to, to traditional writing if shakespeare saw that <laughs> he would be like, this is an insult to you, <laughs> like, because yeah. really people have moved entirely from what we knew what, what we read from um authors back in the day shakespeare the yeah. um, bronte sisters we yeah. don't have that um these there isn't that i don't know there isn't that weight that's what i meant to say mm. there isn't that weight with with instagram posts and they require a lot of time a lot of, um, so you have to get another uh, media personality to mm-hmm. help you out because it requires a lot of consistency for you to be putting up work for people to keep looking at it. Mm. So, yeah. if,
1: if if I can just ask one question, what do you think about uh, Instagram stories where you can have multiple posts in succession? Think about that with poetry, where people can like put longer uh, works.
2: Oh, into... <laughs> so no one reads that in the end because... <laughs> people are looking for a quick fix, and that's bad. And Mm. if you're putting things in succession like that, even I get bored looking at just pictures in succession on on the stories, what Mm -hmm. more poetry that you're writing, and and it keeps going. So you have to be really dedicated to be a writer and a reader at the same time if you really want, if you're interested in these things. And social media has taken away from those dedicated readers in a way.
0: That's, That's interesting to hear because... Uh, I've heard arguments that social media has made it easier to be a publisher and to be a writer, you know? So it's very interesting mm-hmm. to hear you saying, to to hear, you know, you guys uh, speaking on this and saying, you know, it's taken away from some of the quality of, of content that the readers are getting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually want to shift into that a little bit more by talking about your your work right now, right? So what were you trying to communicate with this book? What do we have to look forward to with your books when we're reading them? Especially as as young people living in in this day and age, uh, right now. For anyway. sure.
1: Um, so I think specifically with Shimmering Basin is, I I feel like as a society we're we're oversaturated with like the messianic hero, like somebody who goes out and saves the day, and you can only find adventure if you're completely like revolutionizing the world or taking a great evil down. Mm. But the truth is like. It, we all have adventure in our own lives. Like we may not recognize it, but mm-hmm. every day is just its its own kind of unique story. And, and the trials and tribulations we have through our life, like those, are worthy of being written down and being celebrated on their own. Like you don't yeah. you don't have to be like first place in, in a competition to be remembered. Just what all the effort you put into oh, yeah. it should be remembered. Damn. And with yeah. Sh- yeah, with Shimmering Basin, the characters going forward, like they're going to experience they're going to experience their own kinds of achievements and, and heartbreak and learn the lessons that we all learned. And that's just kind of like the story of being human. And I, I want to kind of shine a light on those stories that don't get as much recommendation or recognition that we all share.
0: Nice. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandipa shifting to you with your books, what's going on there? I, I, I saw um, one of your recent books feeling 2860 uh, 20 at 60. I think it was.
2: Oh yeah, That was that was a bit different because it was um, a feminist project in a way.
0: Mm-hmm. We're
2: like, so um, I wouldn't say my mom has been in an abusive relationship, but then she has been in an unfulfilling relationship, and mm-hmm. she she just recently turned 60. And what she said to me was that I've learned how to take care of myself over mm-hmm. the years, and I'm just letting go of everything and focusing on myself. So that was um, that was. That was different from my other works of poetry because i, I had to hire female photographers
0: mm-hmm. the book
2: cover was by a female um artist and everyone would help me throughout with the portraits mm-hmm. the model was female and all so that was um different from my work i was just trying to tell a story of how women should go about life but from my other stories I've written about war I've even interviewed um, war veterans um, and yeah those were mm-hmm. different so it, in a sense <laughs> summing up what Braden are saying is that I people are going through heartbreak everyone has got a story so mm-hmm. I have taken bits and pieces of that story like in my mother's story with feeding 20 I took stories of her heartbreak of her endurance and mm-hmm. of her rejection and put it into a book then with the other books I was just taking Stories about war, hope, and love, and putting it in there.
0: So, yeah. That's so good. I think, I, I personally just, you know, I think that r- stories are a great way to contextualize the world for people, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, Braden, as you were saying, like every story deserves to be celebrated, right? I think the reason we identify a lot with stories is because they amplify a certain experience and validate it, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's it's great that you guys are, you know, delving into those experiences on a simpler level for, for people like you know, like me and you. Um we've we've got just about three minutes left here on the show. Did you guys have anything you wanted to add before we sign off?
2: Um I had I had a question for Braya. Like, yeah. I I wanted to know how he got into into writing because we didn't oh, that's get a good that question. Out.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh So like, it's kind of something I've had to uh, kind of wrap my head around because as silly as it sounds, I kind of got into writing out of spite. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I've always been a fantasy guy. I've always, I've always loved reading as a kid. And Mm -hmm. um, like one one of my buddies in high school, like I I say spite, but honestly, he's one of my best friends and he's a huge inspiration for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, In high school, he, he kind of wrote his own book and he created his own world. And I was so blown away by that, and, and like I was amazed by it. And a part of it was kind of like, you know, a little bit of jealousy, like, oh, I, I, I can do that too. I can create a world on my own. <laughs> and uh, like it started like that, but then over the years, I just kind of fell, it, fell in love with it. So my, my, like I have published, or my first self-published book was in 2015. It was a fantasy novel called Stalverhall. And uh, so this is my second uh, run around with publishing, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it like it's it, it feels weird because like that doesn't seem like a right way to start a passion. Like as a challenge, going, like, oh, I can do it better than my friend," but uh, that's that's the truth of it. That's that's where I'm at. How about you? Oh,
2: that's interesting. Well, I just <laughs> I, I love poetry, and um, someone encouraged me to write to to write my own pieces. I used to be a spoken word uh, artist before, and someone was like, I. Like if you write your own poetry, you would be able to convey better than if you um, reciting other people's poetry. So that's how I just got into. It. Cool. Nice. Well,
0: well, I, I guess everybody has has different ways of getting into things, right? Uh, but I, I, Brandon, I think, I think that's not very weird. I think a lot of people get into things out of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's <laughs> like, oh, you don't think I can do it? Well, I'll show you, <laughs> right? Yeah, but like, oh, wait, exactly. I actually like this, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm that's cool yeah well well that's about all the time we have for this episode guys and i'm thanks for coming on um and where can people find your work
1: uh so for shimmering basin i'm creating a website right now for it but uh if anybody if any of our listeners are interested in picking up a copy uh check me out on facebook uh brayden half a check as i said but also ominous walrus publications that's our main facebook page where we post all the updates and that's where you can get in touch with us to get a copy
0: Perfect. Mandipa?
2: Um, We have our website, Mandi Inspiration Publishing House. So it's just Mm mandiinspiration.com. And if you want all my social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they're Mandipa Shumba.
0: Awesome. Thanks, guys. Well, you guys have a great day and uh, have fun writing. And that's all we have for this episode of uh, Tobin Talks.